Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. Today's podcast is scheduled for one fall and in this corner, beginning first from Tom's River, New Jersey. Weighing in at an undisclosed amount, he has held zero championships in zero federations, but is your favorite DNVR Rockies beat writer, Sir Patrick Lyons. Oh, wow. What's up, brother? <laughs> that, is a, that is an entire look. And in the other corner, of course, your champion. He has held gold in New Era, Primos, Colorado Springs, from the great state of Colorado, weighing in at an undisclosed amount, Cormac Battle! What's up, man? Stoked to finally on? I, uh, I'm glad I dressed up so Patrick didn't show me up, man. Look at the <laughs> clothes, though, brother. Look at them. That is amazing. Thank you all for joining us for uh, <laughs> what you can obviously tell is not your standard edition of the podcast here on our fun Wednesday DFA show. You got to make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and you're here for this, by the way, if you're wondering what everyone's talking about, because our guy Patrick Lyons has his best look going and our guest today is Cormac Battle, local wrestler uh, who's got a, a number of things. A uh, man after my very own heart, someone who refuses to stay in a lane. When I first th saw you, I thought, there's a guy who I'm sure has been told, stay in a lane. Don't You can't be the, the marching band guy and the wrestling guy. Or you can't be the Disney guy and the wrestling guy. Mm -hmm. You can't be a huge baseball guy and the wrestling guy. But you're all of those things. Tell us how that came to be. Yeah, man, you know, I think that the best parts about wrestling are when you let yourself be, you know, turned into this larger than life idea. And that's what I was looking for. You know, I just kind of like this is who I am. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy that loves Disney movies. And I like watching them. I love baseball. I love I love sports. Baseball has always been one that's closest to my heart. I love being in marching bands and playing trombone. And so I figured, you know, I may as well take all these things and turn them into this wrestling product. And so far it's worked out pretty well. A couple bumps and bruises and, you know, torn uh, rotator cuffs along the way. But beyond that, it's gone pretty okay for me. You got to live the gimmick. I think that's what, you know, really can attract fans. Yeah. I myself have had a couple of hip injuries. Cool. Um, if, if I'm going to continue with my gimmick here, although I lost the voice, the voice is gone completely entirely. Oh. But yeah, you, you've been on the scene. You, you've won a couple of championships. How long have you, been in the the wrestling game as it were yeah so i uh actually my first match will be uh five no six years ago on march 1st of this year so uh that was the first match i had in uh, 2015 i had trained about six months prior so yeah just about six years kind of jumping between different places in colorado and then obviously outside the state as well so go ahead yeah, you can you can talk a little bit about uh, how good the scene is in Denver because when I moved out here, you know, coming from the East Coast, you know, I mean, down the street is you know ECW Arena and all this stuff. You go, ah, well, 
we'll see what Denver has. And I was really taken aback by a lot of the really good promotions. And there's, there's a real passionate group here in Denver, isn't there? That that really is, man. That's awesome to hear, man. Especially from somebody who doesn't have like a lot of ties to Denver originally. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy because it's, it's even so different now than when I first started, there's some promotions that I wrestled for and that weren't around when I began. So I started my journey. I was at a, now it's called Rocky Mountain Pro. They're fantastic. We were doing, weekly live television for a hot second, which no, no one else had ever done around here. Drew mentioned New Era Pro Wrestling. They're fantastic. They run out of uh, Mile High Comics. Um, great family show, a lot of phenomenal talent there. Colorado Springs Wrestling is a great spot to go up to. You know, they've got some outdoor shows and some live music. You gotta you know, go with your buddies, grab a drink and have a good time. And then obviously uh, Primo's Pro Wrestling in uh, Denver takes, uh, takes place at the Watering Bowl. So they literally have like a dog park plus bar plus show and then that's a rowdy uh, show man that's a rowdy show show. and then lucha libre and last uh is a promotion Mm -hmm. in Denver. uh they kind of run a different company than spots most at the oriental theater and that's a that's a great show because you get to go there and you hear you know you see a match and then you hear stand-up comedy and then a match and then stand-up and then match and so there's all these different kind of forms of wrestling all these different ideas and you're you're right man there's there's so many guys that have come from denver um and who are really starting to make a big name for themselves uh, in in this state, and then also without uh, some even worldwide actually uh, now. And so it's so cool to see all these different people from all these different walks of life. And like I said, I'm not old hat or nothing like that. I've only been wrestling for barely six years. I'm a, I'm a you know baby boy still. But even in that amount of time, I've seen so many guys come through who are so talented, and ladies of course that are so talented. And uh, who are either on the big stage currently or will be shortly. So that's it's awesome to be a part of it. And to hear that somebody comes in without much of a background in Denver specifically, talk highly of it, that actually means more than you can possibly know, man. That's great to hear. I appreciate you saying it. Absolutely. And since, and, and Liam, I, I want to get a, an answer to some of Cormac's favorite wrestlers of all time, some of the people that have inspired you. But actually, what you just said allows me to tell a little bit of my re origin story here and how I got into the local. Denver wrestling scene and and discovered you because I was a fan of pro wrestling when I was a kid, like a lot of people. And then I convinced myself that I had grown out of it into college and early adulthood. And Patrick and I have talked about this a lot, how both of us kind of missed that, like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk era um, and and just weren't around for that. Right. It was like once Stone Cold and The Rock were gone and Kane took off his mask, I was out. And then, you know, and then a, a whole generation happened. And then, you know, I'm I'm sitting there with the girlfriend one day and The Rock and John Cena come on TV. You know how sometimes The Rock or John Cena is on your television? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She had seen some Undertaker shirts in the closet and said, hey, isn't isn't that a thing you used to be into? And I said, yeah, yeah, I really, you know, I went through that phase. I did the whole thing or whatever. Right around the corner, I had 30th birthday coming up. Goldberg was coming to town. She went, let's get tickets. Let's go down to the Pepsi Center birthday. I'm kind of fascinated by this whole thing. I've never really seen it. Let's go to a show. And so she fell in love with it at that show where we're chanting Goldberg all show and he's coming back. It's this bigger turn, right? What a great one to be at. But then a week later, Rey Mysterio was doing something in town, I think with IWC or or maybe Mm -hmm. it was a a cross promo thing with all these local ones. Mm -hmm. She goes and she snaps a couple of photos and she goes, oh, I like this. Mm. I like the theater. I like the colors. I like the drama. I like the characters. I like, and then we go to one more local show and it was at New Era and we're at 
a comic book store and out mm-hmm. comes this guy in full marching band regalia yeah. playing his yeah. trombone not just holding the trombone ladies yeah. and gentlemen playing it <laughs> i think you had filter that night but i also do believe oh. that hunter gray yeah. ran interference and yeah. so there was like a viking and a guy in a marching band suit and mm-hmm. a literal giant standing in the mm-hmm. ring and i was like i think i'm gonna like it here i think I've, yeah i think i found a home yeah i yeah i remember that show because i uh or part of me remembers that show oh good yeah there you go oh me kicking somebody that's a nice change from what i normally see appreciate that <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome man i gotta I'm, say i think we do have one of you getting ready to choke slam filter but i don't think it went the way you were expecting well, to this history too, we don't gotta go into the details of it but that's awesome man uh, yeah, you know, it's it's so cool to hear about that. Shouts to Caitlin, by the way. CM Rice Photography, she's so great at what she does. Uh, I love her work. And uh, a lot of the pictures I'm sure you guys will show here are partly Caitlin's. Um, yeah, man, shows like that are such a blast. Uh, yeah, I beat Filter following this picture, by the way. Don't let anybody tell you different. Uh, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah, Every, I remember meeting well that. It, it's so cool meeting new people at shows like that. And I, and I really do think, uh, like, if you have somebody that has never, like, watch wrestling before i don't know that necessarily watching it on tv or even somebody who has watched wrestling and isn't i don't know if they'll necessarily like it again but i guarantee you if you take someone to an independent wrestling show or like obviously if WWE or whoever happens to be in town sure but even take them to an independent wrestling show some people might not necessarily love it they might not necessarily want to come back to each show afterwards but i guarantee you they'll never forget the experience and they will tell their friends about the time that they had every single time it happens that's, That's probably the number one experience I have sitting either at Watering Bowl or Mile High Comics. Yeah. And I'm, everyone else is working. Caitlin's working. You're working. I'm sitting there enjoying the show, throwing them back. Yeah. And, and people that don't know wrestling who just, like, came into the bar mm-hmm. or whatever go, man, this is this is more fun than I thought it would be. Because mm-hmm. when it's right in front of you, you really get a much deeper appreciation for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, when I was a when I was a kid, you know, the the rock and wrestling was big, and and they were on oh, Saturday morning yeah. cartoons, and so it was it was very popular. And I think as you grow up, that kind of fades away. But for me, I got to see, you know, some shows live. Or I I saw one show when I was a kid live, and it was happened to be WrestleMania four. So Macho oh, Man wow. goes over, yeah, uh-huh. in Atlantic City, we got Macho Man Bobblehead up there looking sharp. He, he's around during. Yeah, so so that got me hooked and you know mm-hmm. fell out of it a little bit in middle school and then you hear wait, 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 Hulk Hogan is now a, a bad guy? I'm back in and that got it going again. And then again with generations, you know, as a as a school teacher, I had students who were into wrestling and I go, All right, let me check this out, you know, for them so I can build a better connection. And I've been back ever since and it's been it's been really it's exciting, man. It, you got to go to a show and just learn about these characters because they're like living superheroes yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think yeah. that's that's how you have to go go about viewing it and and go about portraying the characters as well. Everybody has that guy, man, that you that you saw on TV or you saw live, whatever. You're like that that dude's not human, right? Like that dude is on a different level, right? For me, when I first started watching, it was Eddie Guerrero. Like I, the first wrestling match I ever saw was a SmackDown episode my buddy showed me when I was like seven nine years old maybe and it was uh eddie guerrero was in a steel cage match jbl and he went to the top of the steel cage and i didn't know nothing about wrestling but my friend had told me okay well if he gets out of the cage he'll win right that's it they get the match over okay great and eddie guerrero stands at the top of the cage he thinks about it and he says no i hate this guy so much i want to do one more thing he jumps off the top of the cage hits this frog flash that was it for me i was like this dude is not a human being this guy is on a 
completely different level. I was hooked from then on. Uh, I, I had no choice. It was so encapsulated or and so uh, enrapturing to me. It was, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody has that guy, you know, that one guy that you're like, you're on a different plane of existence than I am. Yeah. Uh, you started to mention earlier, and I wanted to, before we move on, give you a chance to put over some of the people that you've worked with here locally we showed a couple of pictures there you have battled the demon abaddon that must yeah. have been a yeah. fun extent it was you know, a horrifying I mean, experience i still have like the spine that i'm trying to get out of my gear to this day but uh but yeah abaddon's incredible she's obviously killing it on the uh well literally the biggest stage in the world aew um this was live so yeah so last week she wrestled um hikaru shida for the aew wins championship so awesome to see her um, in that role. God, there's so many guys, man. There's so many guys. Cody Devine is my boy. Um, he's a he's a TV talent waiting to happen. It just it's just waiting for somebody to to take a flyer on him. Filter, big Filtog, who you showed a picture of earlier. Uh, he is a generational talent. Um, he he is he is yeah. That brother right there is um, he he's a guy that's gonna that's gonna make a lot of money doing this. There's no question in my mind whatsoever. Logan Austin is a younger guy. Um, Who's so talented? He's he's an incredible athlete, high flying. Like he does flips and stuff that blow my mind. Uh, when I found amazing. out how young he was, I was like, crazy. no, crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nuts. We haven't even taken him out of first first drink yet. Like he's 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 amazing. Uh, Cumberbatch, Benjamin Cumberbatch, um, sort of like a more hardcore deathmatchy guy. Sounds has, like it with that name. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, he is such a great um, mind for wrestling and for the style of wrestling that he has chosen to kind of like really sink his teeth into. He's incredible. There's so many people lived though with Tiva. Uh, you know, you've got guys like I, I'm literally, I'm hard. It's hard for me to think of people because there's just so many incredible talents around here. I'm so right. lucky. To Royce Isaacs is a guy you won't see him right now because he is uh, too busy starting something new. his new journey. Cause he's, he's been in Japan. He was in the NWA He's probably gonna be on TV by the time this comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's amazing. Right. He started in Denver. He is now uh, an international guy. He's incredible. So there's just so many great talents um, that I've gotten to work with. Um, you know, I could I could literally Ryzen's spend the rest jobbing out on dark. Right, Ryzen <laughs> man, right? Ryzen's great. Yeah, Ryzen's a Denver guy. You know, uh, anybody watches Ring of Honor, he's so good. Um, he's so good, man. D uh, Dak Draper in Ring of Honor. He was originally here in Denver. He's fantastic. So there's just so many people, man. Like I, I could literally go all day, but yeah, I'm lucky to know, you know, Heidi Howitzer, yeah. some of the girls, right? Heidi Howitzer, Rochelle Riveter, um, Ali Gatto, girls like that, man. There's, there's so much talent here. I, I'm, I'm rambling, but yeah, man. Like I got a lot of friends that are all so, so, so talented and so close to just taking that next step into superstardom. Now, have you heard of or yeah. worked with uh, Sparky? Sparky. Uh, I don't think so okay so yeah that was uh my gimmick about 20 years ago yeah. uh, when i was when i was a referee uh, i love to take bumps uh and You're and and i was work. blessed I like enough that. i was blessed enough to uh to work with uh wwe hall of famer mr tito santana was oh, able no to do a main way. event with tito oh, yeah awesome. wow so, totally blew a spot but he was very nice to me after <laughs> And uh, and Mr. Balls Mahoney, rest in peace, whose oh, forehead yeah. looked like a rotten apple, and I mm -hmm. could put my thumb through it. Uh, mm -hmm. Very nice guy. The balls was very nice. 
Balls is, yeah, I've always heard balls. Is good. That's awesome. That's so cool. Sparky. So if you need, so a, so if you need a manager. Never been said on this podcast. There you go. Balls so is you, very nice. You need a manager or you need a, you need a referee uh, on the yeah. take. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm willing to take a kendo stick. I, I've done it before. I, I like getting a Call a Sparky. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, Love it. I think I could only fulfill the role of the mouthpiece that just talks way too much trash and then hides behind someone of Cormac's size and lets him do all the work. Like that's I mean, the only thing I could do in that world. Drew's the manager. Patrick is my, you know, evil conniving referee, and I'm the, I'm the big heel man. We got a stable right here, brother. We got a stable. There you go. Undoubted. Although, although Drew, your nickname would have to be down in front creaseman because you're so damn tall yes. that everyone in the like first five rows are like, we can't see the match. This is the worst ref. Just cause I, I don't know the, what's going on in there. It's called heat's what that is. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's called heat, heat. maybe. That's right. Uh, that's exactly uh, it. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I am going to toast my Breck brew of the day to one of the following people, which, by the way, I poured into this Chocobo mug. I know you're a, a video game guy there as well. Um, because Ali and RK were giving me a hard time about drinking RK specials both at one at a time. And they told me to put it in a glass. So I put it in a glass if, you're, if you guys are listening. <laughs> I did what you told me to. I got nice. my Breck brew. And we're going to decide of these following wrestlers could make good to great ball players and what their positions would be and toast our breck brews on the day to them uh kale show us one of those wrestling folks with a belt hanging out at a baseball stadium who we got first oh man okay good hardy boys wearing some mets jerseys right here we'll 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 forgive them that yeah. Uh, is this an up the middle tandem? Is this like a shortstop second baseman combination here? It's the exact same thing. Jeff is kind of that guy who will, uh, you know, kind of do some of the higher flying stuff. And then Matt's a little bit more grounded, right? He's more uh, analytical and more based in sort of his own little, his own machinations. And so I think that they're definitely a shortstop. I got, I got Jeff at shortstop and I've got Matt at second base holding it down. Jeff will make the fancy plays. Jeff will, you know, uh, dive for the ground balls. He might jump into left field or snacks up. But Matt's gonna hold it down to second base. He's Mister, you know, he, he's Mister Consistency. Yeah, that's a that's a bad duel right there for uh, shortstop and second baseman. That's my pick. Oh, Patrick, you're muted. Oh no, if it, you muted yourself. If Hardy's uh, if Jeff Hardy's range starts to go there late in his career, I could see him, you know, converting to center field, robbing oh, some sure. home runs. And it, it wouldn't even be about robbing the home run. It's when he comes off the wall with a senton. Yeah. And you're like, ah, that was a nice little flourish. You know, kind of like yeah, Jim yeah, Edmonds, yeah. how he liked to lay out when he didn't need to. Absolutely. Jeff Hardy's Absolutely. getting creative after the catch. I like that. I like that. So the only so I've been to two WWE shows in my whole life. One was the Goldberg show I I, I mentioned earlier. The other one was when I was like 12 years old. We went to a SmackDown when it was Y2J was Undisputed Champion. That's kind of the era. Yeah. To yeah. put you in there, and I yeah. witnessed a very rare injury to Jeff Hardy. For all the crazy shit he's done in his career, he did a, a senton off the top of a ladder through a table in a match against RVD and broke something and was out for Nervous. a couple of weeks yeah. or whatever. But yeah, that happened. Jeff Hardy's always been one of my favorites because he he didn't some random SmackDown in Denver that had nothing going on, and he jumped mm -hmm. off a ladder and broke his leg for me. So. Mm -hmm. Layout, I'm 12 man. years old. Yeah, I was layout. a big Hardy Mark even before their first WrestleMania. Yeah. They were on Sunday Night Heat. I would get my cassette tape out oh, and record. I marked out hard. And I, I created two full VHS tapes I called The Road to WrestleMania. 
all Hardy Boy matches. It was fantastic. My man, My man. that's awesome. That's so cool. That's old school. I love it. Yeah, Hardy Boy hardcore. Legends. That's hardcore. Tape trade. I think. I think I had a shirt that said one of their shirts that said "fear" is just a four-letter word or some nonsense like that. <laughs> love the Hardys, man. You like All right, those, Kale. Uh, bring back those uh, fishnet shirts he used to wear. I love those. Oh yeah, right. Alexa, yeah, Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss. I mm -hmm. I was like not sure about her when she first debuted on Main, and I, I've like one of the biggest converts I've ever had. But she looks great with the bat. Mm -hmm. Yankees again. We'll, we'll forgive the Yankee. Uniform though she she rocks the pinstripes. Yes, but I feel like man, she's a catcher. I don't know. What do you think? Really interesting catcher. I was gonna say she's short, so maybe a DH. And hear me out. I know she doesn't have the power probably, but she's real small, right? She's like five foot two, something like that. She's got that small strike zone. She's gonna be getting you on base, right? Put her towards like right. the top quarter. She's not gonna, you know, she's not gonna hit a whole lot of home runs, but she's gonna get on base consistently because that strike zone's there. And uh, I think kind that of a that Jamie Carroll role. Yeah, exactly. Literally, yeah, that's that's where I put her. Catch is probably pretty good too, just because she does have that smaller frame. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, but she she's incredibly athletic. Had that has the cheerleading background. So uh, again, great great physique and and whatnot. I think she'd be you know if it wasn't for Jose Altuve, I'd be a little bit worried about her ability. But you know, she's a good <laughs> about six inches taller than Jose Altuve, as it were. So she'd fit in fine at second base for sure. I like it. I like it. Excellent. Love it. <laughs> She's doing fantastic work these days, I got to say. Yeah. Um, Alexa makes all right. work. She's, She's great. Who else we got? Super producer, tech boy. Ah, Mr. Right. Tyler Black. Monday Night Rollins. Yeah, I say. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Put me down. All right, now, see, nothing offensive about wearing an Orioles jersey. No one's ever had a problem with yeah, that. Way sure. to go, no. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but boy, Seth <laughs> Put me down for third base. I, I tell you what, Seth Rollins is one of the most insane athletes you'll ever see. I'm, I'm feeling third base or maybe like a center field sort of deal. Uh, I just think he's he's got that range. He's such a great athlete. He can jump. His reaction time is crazy. Uh, he, he is able – he's got a great arm, obviously. You see him slinging these 300-pound monsters like Brock Lesnar across the ring. I really think that he slots in at a, at a defensively difficult spot. So for me, I'm gonna put him either at center field or third base. I think he shacks fly balls, no problem. He'll he'll lay out. He'll probably do like a you know 360 Phoenix 580 whatever, snag the ball, or a, or solid third baseman, the Arenado type. Yeah, he's he's definitely there. Like in Ring of Honor, when he was a little bit a little bit trimmer. Again, shortstop yeah. center field. Now he's mm -hmm. put on a little bit of weight, so he sure. doesn't have that same positional flexibility. So I, I, I like that comp. <laughs> Definitely a third base, especially if he's going over the tarp like Arenado. So I think oh, yeah. I think we've got an Arenado Seth Rollins comp that go that lines pretty well right there. That's a tag team. That's what that is. Mm. That's a tag team. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, I buy into all of that. I I, I think that. Uh, I think particularly because it's one of the things we forget the, the center field thing. It's like he he can he can he's not thought of as a high flyer, right? He's not one of the he's not like a lucha or whatever, but he really can. He doesn't all the time. Um, go back and watch that Finn Balor SummerSlam match, the the first one for the Universal Championship. Yeah. Dude, dude can go off the ropes, man. Yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I like Seth Rollins a lot. Uh, a few others uh, that, that we didn't have pictures of. So we need a big, tall first baseman, right? I was always the mark for Kane. 
and I wanted to put him there, right? So <laughs> oh, yeah. some people might go Undertaker, whatever. Be be basic if that's what you want. Maybe <laughs> the greatest professional wrestler of all time. You can sure. pick him if you want. Safe, right? uh, but go Kane, go with the and then and then of course you got to go here, the guy who actually walked around with a baseball bat. I think right in the middle of your order, mm-hmm. the Stinger. Stang. Yeah, and even even in his older age, he could be an equipment manager because again, he's got the bats, right? He's got the equipment. Oh, absolutely, that is spot on. I'm be honest with you, I think Sting's my starting pitcher. I think I think he's the wily veteran. Shouts to Cody Devine. This is uh, his favorite pro wrestler of all time. I, I think Sting is your is your starting pitcher. I think with that vet, I think he knows what it takes to be on that main stage. I think he's absolutely that guy that can kind of take these younger cats under his wing and kind of show them what it takes to be the professional. Um, and yeah, you know, if any batter wants to run up on him for pitching inside, you know, you could find out too. So that, that's where I'm putting him in. So starting pitcher for Sting. Got to be cunning, right? You just the older you get as a starting pitcher, and maybe your fastball might fail you a little bit. You got to be a little bit more more deceptive in, in hitting those corners, and I think Sting would do that. Mm-hmm. Triple H is a starting pitcher who's now transitioned <laughs> into a, a bullpen role. He's John Smoltz, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Other than the fact that he blows his pectoral muscle out, you know, throwing a curveball, <laughs> that wouldn't be good. And, you know, the, the two maybe most obvious ones Love. that we should mention, the, the crossovers, you got Mr. Randy Macho Man Sa- Savage, Randy Papa, who actually did play in the minors, uh, catcher third base in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Uh, and uh, Mr. Saw is ready. Bone Saw. And, uh, do one. and don't forget Sid Justice, who very uh, famously – was injured and totally missed some time in WCW. Meanwhile, he was still playing. He was still active in his softball league at the time. No, he was. Is that that true? That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, they're like, wait a minute, hold on. Then again, those are two totally different things. Just hitting a slow pitch softball and drinking a couple of brews on first base is a lot different than, you know, taking a brain buster (laughs) from the brain busters, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. I did not know that Sid played uh, softball. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, you wouldn't think he'd be a big softball guy, but no, he actually was. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Wow. Cool. Oh, man. Will, no scissors in the clubhouse. None for Sid no. Justice, please. No, 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 no. No, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. Good, good oh. stories. Now, there was a – I don't know if you guys remember this. Again, this was during that period where, uh, Drew, I know you and I were kind of out of it. And, and also, you know – I didn't dabble in, in TNA very much. I have gone back and since, you know, polished up on that, you got to know what was what. Uh, still a lot of really great matches in, in the TNA world in the 2000s. But there was like a gimmick where it was like AJ Pierzynski and Johnny Damon came into TNA and like did. did. I don't know if they were in matches or they're just doing run-ins, but they were straight up doing sure. the thing and like, hey, you know what? We, we want to be doing this as well. And mm-hmm. really when you think about it, from that from that era, Pierzynski and Johnny Damon definitely fit that mold as ball players oh, yeah. who could become wrestlers. Oh, it's got, AJ Pierzynski, especially because I grew up in Chicago, so I've always kind of held that like, you know, if the Rockies are my NL, the White Sox are my AL, you know. Uh, AJ Pierzynski was was if he was not going to play catcher, he was going to be a pro wrestler. That dude, <laughs> he can talk, he can play. The field. Oh yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> It's easy heel, true and true. I love that cat. To this day, and, and you'll know this, to this mm-hmm. day, the probably the biggest human being I've ever seen in person is Frank Thomas. Yep. After he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, he showed up, literally a double doorway. He filled the whole thing up. Looked great. 
It didn't look overweight or anything. Looked great, but filled up an entire doorway. Huge mm -hmm. man. The original Hurt Business. That's Big right. Hurt, Frank Thomas. That's right. Oh, that's awesome. Points for the reference. Love it. Oh, <laughs> man. All right. We got to get into a few more of these. I'll tell you what, though. This exercise would be perhaps a little bit easier if we were Colton Strickler over on the DNR Rugby podcast, because there's a lot of those rugby guys who I think could fit in pretty nicely with the way some of those cats are built. Cormac, I don't know if you're into the rugby. We're getting into it over here, learning a little bit about it. It's going to be pretty cool because Infinity Park right here in Glendale, Colorado is going to be known as Rugby Town USA. The facility was recently designated Rugby Town National Training Center, which is home of the USA Eagles men's and women's rugby 15 teams. So you got to check out all the stuff we've got for you on DNVR Rugby. Learn about the game. Just kind of check some out. There are a bunch of them on YouTube. You can just go and watch. It's a fun sport. Again, it's it's like pro wrestling, too, actually. I think there's a very similar thing to what we were talking about earlier. When you know you watch it on YouTube, you might go, I'm not sure what's going on. You go to rugby. You go to pro wrestling. Just one time, you'll be like, okay, I'm, not, I'm still not sure I know what's going on. But I think I like I, this. Absolutely. How do you not like and, rugby? It's literally just like a crazier version of football. Like it's just even more nuts. <laughs> <laughs> right. That should be their slogan. Like, do you like football but wish everything was just a little bit more chaotic? Come on down and hang out with rugby. So check out the DNVR Rugby podcast from Colton Strickler, doing a fantastic job over there, all the written content. We're right on top of the epicenter of this thing. Don't get left behind. Be there. Just like going to local Colorado wrestling shows. So you see Otis Dozovich or Bobby Lashley before they become big, or you see Abaddon right. before she goes right. huge, or whoever it may be. Hunter Gray is going to be a big thing. Filter, Absolutely. all these cats. Uh, so, Absolutely. yeah, you got to you gotta get in on the ground floor. It's like going to minor league baseball. It's like the same reason you go out and see John Gray pitch for the Grand Junction Rockies, the Hartford Yard Goats. Actually, I don't think Gray ever pitched. I'm getting far afield on that. So <laughs> let's get back to it. <laughs> Look up Lars Marcel Sullivan's bio, bi uh, yeah, bi his bio, yeah, Westminster. Mm -hmm. That's it's it. crazy. That's I mean, from here, man, you don't even realize it. Vader, yeah, Vader yeah. yeah, that's right. Got, had, had a nice match with uh, Will Osprey. I can't remember. Yeah. I remember there were a lot of front flips, back flip. I forget who was doing it, but it was a very yeah, good yeah. Match. It happened somewhere. <laughs> One of those two guys, or both of them, were doing some real. Flippy yeah. stuff, as they like to say. I I yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a fan of that. Ray Mysterio was another one. I, I got in basically because I like Kane and, and Ray Mysterio. Mm -hmm. So guys in masks, one really big doing big guy stuff, little guy doing flippy guy stuff. Right. Uh, so we can run the gamut there in terms of baseball players as well. We named a couple of them there, a few ball players who would have made some fantastic wrestlers. What would their gimmick be? Cormac, we had the same inclination before the show, but but say the name and 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 what's the gimmick? Because and also, how has this not happened? G give us the guy. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, uh, oh god, I'm blanking now. You put me on the spot, and now I'm. Blanking. I know. I put it right at you. All right, I'll, I'll I'll say it for you, and then you can run with it. But Jason oh, Giambi is where we yeah. were at, right? You yeah, gotta come. You gotta come out with Jason Giambi. Jason Giambi is an enforcer. Look at this dude. I mean, he's built like a brick farmhouse okay the guy played for the rockies and he was 40 something years old and was the most terrifying presence on any baseball field that i've ever seen in my entire life okay if you're standing in the middle of a ring and you're you know johnny bright shoes and you're getting ready for your first pro wrestling match and you're standing there all excited you know you're 
you're sweaty, you see your folks in the crowd, hi mom, and I'll come <laughs> date with you, zombie. You just lay down. You say, my bad, sir. I'm in your way. Okay. I don't want this to last more than three seconds. Jason Giambi should have been a pro wrestler. He should have joined up with the four horsemen and he would have absolutely run with those cats. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Straight that. up. That's, that's the yeah. perfect gimmick for him. Too. Yeah. He's going to come out with the golden thong. Oh yeah. Classic. But he did even with the, the salt and pepper beard. Especially with the salt pepper. Yeah, actually, that's right. That's, especially with the salt and pepper beard. We okay, so we mentioned Frank Thomas. So we got a lot of the big guys in there, right? But I feel like there are a few some of these other guys, like mm -hmm. D Strange Gordon could have no. been an interesting lucha yeah. guy, or Billy Hamilton could have been sure. a Leo Rush type, you know. Or Garrett Hampson, you know, those 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 quick cats who, you know, jumping off the second rope, uh, I guarantee you know, Garrett Hampson is probably able to do a 450 splash right now. He might not know it. I don't know if he's aware he can. But I feel like that if you put uh, Garrett Hampson on top of the top rope, my man's doing at least one or two flips. Uh, he, you know, he probably isn't aware because he hasn't tried it before, but I bet you that happens pretty easily for him. Can top Snoop Dogg at the very least. Uh, at the very least, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, sure. that's the gift and the curse. If, if Garrett Hampson goes to like a trampoline alley, one of those trampoline places, you're like, you shouldn't be going there. This is not good for your baseball career, but you may learn that you can, you know, do a mm -hmm. 450 frog splash. I think Trevor Story might be in that group as well. We we mentioned, uh, oh, yeah. well, we mentioned that Will Osprey match. I think, I mean, you look at the body types. I think those guys are very yeah. similar. I think you could see Trevor Story doing stuff like that, like Ricochet, essentially, yeah. for anyone that doesn't follow New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just a guy that can do just about anything, can muscle somebody up, but can also, you know, uh, take take some of those high flying moves. He's he can I, do it all. Absolutely. Trevor Story is the kind of cat that could bust out a moonsault, turn around, duck a clothesline, gives me a powerbomb. No question. That's how that goes for him. Trevor Story's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's, he is. He's he's insane. All right. What do you think about Bud Black as a a, a promotion runner? As a oh, yeah. not necessarily because I don't think he's a Vince McMahon heel promotion type. Mm -hmm. Maybe more of a Stephen Regal. With Stephen <laughs> Regal. How old am I? William nice. Regal. <laughs> William Regal. <laughs> Excuse nice. me. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I think Bud Black could do could do a pretty solid job of being that sort of tweener, more of a baby face manager, but still a compelling mm -hmm. character, right? Yeah, I, I definitely think that Bud Black could be a good choice to kind of run MLBPW. Um, you know, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that, uh I think that Buddy's been around a long time. He's seen a bunch of different talent. He's probably a great talent scout for, for, a lot, for a lot of the younger talent. I think that he's a great guy that would be able to kind of see what's working and change things up. Give him the book. you got a great show on your hands. And imagine that great Bud Black out of the corner of his mouth and eyes smile whenever he books a match he thinks people right. are really going to like, right? Like, right. And for tonight's main event. Mm, this is the one right here. Eric yeah. Bischoff. That's the guy we're looking for, I think. He's the Eric <laughs> Bischoff kind of, mm -hmm. right? Yep. He, he, may, he, he doesn't need to go heel, but even if he just kind of plays the middle where you like him one week, maybe not, right. not, not, not well, the other. Well, you know, he, he's so multifaceted. He doesn't care about, you know, appeasing the fans all the time. He just wants to see results, and he will get his results whether you like it or not. That's Bud Black. Love it. Drew, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I, are you about to suggest that Dick Monfort is some of a Dixie Carter type character? What, what, I would you, never have said anything going? like that. Where were you going <laughs> never, on the, with Your this? word's not mine. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> yes. Uh, 
one other ball player I wanted to ask, and then if you've got others that you thought of, let, let us know or we can move to the next segment. But, of course, from here in town, I think the guy who is already a professional wrestling gimmick is Charlie Blackman. <laughs> like Charlie Blackman is the babiest of baby faces, despite his you know, beard and everything. But there's no way you don't cheer against Charlie Blackman. This guy is family friendly. He's funny. He is a talented baseball player. Uh, you know what he is? You know what Charlie Blackman is? Charlie Blackman is Daniel Bryan. That's what it is. That's that's what it is. He's got the beard. Yep. He's in great shape. He you know is trying his best. He might not necessarily get the win every single night. You know, you, you might see him fail every so often, but every single time he hits the field, you're excited. You want to see him. Your kids want to see him. Charlie Black just started doing the yes thing. I was going to say, when the music hits, Jesse's on a vacation far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's got his own walk-up music built in already. And for the baseball fans, that's – well, entrance music, yes. So He's already got that same, built in. It's literally – it serves really the exact same purpose, yeah. Charlie Black is a pro wrestler. Put the belt on him. Hey, Chuck Nasty. He great. Don't, when he goes heel, I mean, is he Chuck Nasty from the beginning? Or when he goes heel, he goes Chuck Nasty? Or, dare I say, he's somewhat of a, of a Mick Foley character, and he's got the Chuck, Chuck Nasty that he turns into. That's and right. then, you know what? When, and then he's got his more business character. He's Charles Cobb. <laughs> okay. All right. He's more mild-mannered. That's, that's the Mick Foley. Man, I, I'm not convinced now. Now we're talking. I'm not sure that Charlie Blackman is not aware that he's a pro wrestler. Like, do we know for a fact that Charlie Blackman's like not totally into this idea of being a pro wrestler? Right. He's a legitimate he's from six four too. Like he's, he's from I'm Georgia. Six two and a half, six three, and he's easily taller than me. Yeah, he's from. Yeah, I don't. I guess he got more into the fishing thing. <laughs> sure. yeah, that's usually how we got to get him out to a show. You make Look a couple bucks. You move to Colorado. You either go into fly fishing or pro wrestling. You've seen it a million times. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Somebody Charlie named Blackman. Dennis hey, Lyons. If you're listening, Charlie, tag team, brother. I know some places that need some tag teams. You and me, we're going to run this place. You can, you know, I'll, I'll do most of the, of the bumping around, brother. You come in for the hot tag with clean house. We'll be off, man. You and me, Charlie, make the this work. The crowd better. would go nuts. Right. Battle in black. Guy, yeah. Battle this guy black. knows what he's talking about. Dennis Lyons, I think you pronounce it. Uh, that would be my father. He does his research. The Hulk had a baseball background, mm. interest in by the Yankees and the Reds, the the two best teams at that time in the late seventies. Those powerhouse teams, uh, the Big Red Machine, aptly named. So there we go. I didn't. I did not know that. That's awesome. Learn something every day, right? Learn something. These podcasts. Listen to the NBR Rockies podcast. You're learning. <laughs> Learn something that you're going to use like this, that yeah. Hulk Hogan is totally very good in high school. Yeah. Straight up. And then, of course, I don't know how Larry Walker hasn't been at a wrestling show at some point. Again, Todd Helton, again, these guys with like, you've already got the face there, you know, 50% of it's the look. It is. Like, well, like Larry the other 50% is not getting killed in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, well, and Larry Walker's a comedian, right? So he's got that great technical wrestling blood in him. I bet you Larry Walker had their careers lined up, wouldn't train at the heart dungeon, is what it is. It's at least Walker, near. At least nearby, you know? Larry Walker would have trained at the hearts. He's probably that forgotten heart that we just don't really know about just because the opportunity never really arose. You got Brett, you got Owen, you got Larry. Larry Hart would have been the third Hart brother to really kind of make it back then in the WWF, man. That's how it would have gone down, I'm telling you. 
we, we may have to get D-Line on the phone and see if we can get like a hard foundation version of, you know, a Larry Walker plaque in the Hall of Fame. And it will confuse everybody. They're like, why is there a pink Larry Walker thing with hearts yeah. on it and it's a Hall of Fame plaque? Yeah. Don't worry. It's it's for, you know, the couple thousand people that listen to our podcast. They get it. It's important. This oh. is important. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm very excited for this next thing that we're going to do. And because it is going to be full of beef in a way you'll see what i'm talking about it's going to be very beefy i'm going to highly recommend that you also get your beef situation taken care of from hassle cattle company uh, i just put in a i'm not ashamed to tell you a rather large order well i'll tell you because you get free shipping when you put in an order of over 200 bucks and i'll tell you i got free shipping that's how on board i am with a couple of first orders that i've got whether you're the bacon, the roughly 12-pound chuck that I ordered, uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff. your beef situation is. It's <laughs> that, And everyone has their own beef situation. Uh, zero antibiotics, no hormones, free And if, if you use the promo code DNVR, you get 10% off your entire order. So head over to Hassel Cattle Company. That's two S's and two L's. H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. Order some beef that's better for you, better for the environment, better for the in, uh, for the animals, and really not that bad for your wallet. Check them out. Mm -hmm. Like it's, and, and in some cases, their deals make it so that it's better for your wallet than just buying beef at the grocery store if you find the right deal. Check them Real out. Quick. I promise you won't regret it. Real quick, if you yeah. are a DNVR member, head over to our deal of the week part of our website. You can oh. get 50% oh, right. off their ground chuck right now. Get a full 50% off if you are a DNVR member. They're doing a special promo for DNVR members this week. 50% off ground chuck. So get that. It's only, I think. I think the promo code is DNVR chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. go to the, uh, there's a page on the website that has that. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, make sure I think it runs out at next Tuesday at 9 a.m. is when it'll run too. So get on it. And that's Haddle Hassle Cattle Company. H A double S E double L C A T L E Company. That's awesome. Hey, you gotta eat if you want to get big and strong and spot over here. That Hall of Famer. Shout out to Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, right. <laughs> interesting guy. Uh, to say the least, yeah. Sweetheart, real sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, now Cormac, we, we, we really want to put you on the spot, but also give you an opportunity here because one of the best things in the arsenal of a professional wrestler, as we all know, it's not just about going out there and kicking ass. You got to talk a big game. And here sure. we do a lot more talking than kicking. <laughs> and so... We wanted to give you an opportunity to cut some short promos. We don't have a clock here. 30 seconds to a minute on some entities inside the game of baseball. Let us know, like you're standing in the middle of the ring. Cut us a couple of promos. Kale's going to throw them at us. I don't even know in what order. We'll see what comes up. Mr. Rob Manfred. Commissioner MLB Commissioner. MLB. Rob Manfred. Off the bat, this is what I'm starting with? Man. 
Wow. You got to start with Manfred. You can't even build up. We're going to start at a 10 and we're going to take it up from there. This is the Vince McMahon of MLB. It really is. All right. Well, you let me know when you want me to start. I got some stuff to say. All right. And you are good to go. The thing is, Rob, can I call you Rob? I'm going to call you Rob. You see, Bob, uh, the thing of it is that baseball is America's second favorite pastime, second only to the great sport of pro wrestling, right? And pro wrestling has such a phenomenal lineage, which is yet another thing it has in common with baseball, this great, great, great lineage. But just like people like Sparky can sully the name of pro wrestling, so too can people like Rob Manfred by the decisions that we are forced to continuously put up with. So Rob, I'm begging you, from one fan of the two greatest institutions in American sports history to who I assume and hope is another, please stop whatever you've been doing. Please get it together. Do not be Eric Bischoff. Find a way to be Tony Khan and fix this thing. Thank you very much. Ooh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the finale, just the kid. Please stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> Don't be Eric Bischoff. Let's be Tony Khan. That that really should be the battle cry. I had to remember uh, the PG wow. program. And I, know, and I know you're warming up <laughs> right. because if this one was last, I, I know you would have made a couple of Vince Russo references. So oh, that's brother. how I know you're just getting warmed up. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Call me out. That guy put a piece of metal on himself. Yup. Man, it, uh, brother wins the world heavyweight championship. Says I want my piece of metal. Oh. He also put a piece of metal on. Uh, well, uh, well, if we're talking about uh, Vince Russo, Vince mm -hmm. Russo put a piece of metal on David Arquette. He sure did. David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, speaking of piece of metal, I have your next challenge. Oh, man. Thank you, K-A-L-L-E. Oh. The Houston Come on. Asterisks. Come on, man. Houston Astros. Sorry about this. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay. All right, man. Uh, again, uh, again, you know what? On you guys. Whenever, whenever you want. You let me know when. Uh, and Asterisks are something that is added at the very end of a citation or a sentence to imply illegitimacy, or at the very least, needing more source. And just like every Astros fan I've ever met in my entire life that could use some extra legitimacy, be it a college degree or a real job, the Houston asterisks are so great an amalgamation of what makes Houston the trash fire that it is. The team of all these misfits and these guys just trying to do their best, realizing they'll never be good enough and taking whatever shortcut they can to undercut the actual best in the world is such a great metaphor for the Houstonians. I don't care if that's actually what you call them. I, they don't even really register enough for me to care that much. It's all a perfect example of why exactly that town is such a dumpster fire and why those same people, the same people that will cheer the Houston Asterix will similarly never achieve anything in life legitimately. 
And you know what? For anyone that wow. doubts whether my man Cormac, myself, and down in front Creaseman can get it done. Houston, you could bring your whole 26-man roster. You yeah. could bring your 40-man roster. Yeah. And the three of us could get the job done. You want to make it a Texas tornado match? Do it. You want to make it a Texas death match? We Do got it. you. You want to make it a garbage can match? You don't want that. We're out on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. one wants no. to go toe-to-toe with a garbage can in your hands, Houston. Mm-hmm. Time. Plus, it's, brother, <laughs> ad team, Sparky. Tell you, man. We got the color scheme going. We do have that. Match made in heaven, brother. Match made in heaven. Do you have Please. a UWO sure. shirt my size? <laughs> I actually legitimately might have talked to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Shouts to Austin Reddick, who is a huge Houston Astros fan. I love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you. He's like, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, Kale. What's the next one? Dude. Come on. <laughs> the world oh, champion, Los Angeles, Dodgers. I'm just like hateful, awful person in this podcast right now, man. This is rough. Okay. <laughs> We're the heels. The Dodgers are the heels here. This is a kind of a, a Canada Heart Foundation. I was say it's U.S. Stone Cold situation yeah. where you, know, you cross the lines, you're, you're good here. Maybe outside yeah. of Colorado, you yeah. might not be able to get away with some of those things, but you're safe. This is a safe yeah. place to talk. Talk to okay. the Dodgers. Fair. Okay. On y'all. Just kidding, Drew. I'm not going to wait for it. Because here's what's going to happen. The Los Angeles Dodgers are a lot like Ted DiBiase. You know what I mean? They buy the victory every single time. Yeah, money, 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 laughing, laughing, laughing all the way to the bank. And uh, this Mickey Mouse ring they won, shouts to Adrian Gonzalez, is uh, not that impressive to me. Just like the million-dollar championship, the Mickey Mouse championship that Ted DiBiase also awarded himself, okay? So I'm not even going to go that long at the Dodgers because there's nothing I can say to them that the rest of the baseball world has not already said to them. So while I'm sure they enjoy their 60-game W, when the real season starts and all the actual teams who made actual trades and did actual moves in the offseason put them in their place, shouts to the San Diego Padres, then we will see who is laughing at the end of the season. And I can pretty much guarantee you it will not be the boys in blue. Time. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. man. That was a little it bit might more have been real. my favorite one so far. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see I want to see a three-way I see a three-way dance between Cormac and Padres and Dodgers. That's what I want to see. We're just gonna go beat the Dodgers up in the court and I throw the Padres over the top rope. Give me the That's pinball. We'll have we'll have the the mascot was, of the Padres. We'll have the Friar represent them. We'll have Vin <laughs> Scully represent the Dodgers. Cormac representing the Rockies. I think the Rockies are going to come out on top on that that one. Yeah, they this are. seems like a winning proposition. Yeah, I like. I this. think Vin Vin's not doing anything these days. I think he'd be interested in, in maybe a wrestling match. Hey, Vin, I'm calling you out, Vin. You and me in the middle of the ring. <laughs> find out. It's about time somebody called him out. Let's face it. Yeah. You know. Long, <laughs> Vin. I know what you want. You can put your broadcasting career. Do you want the one prize that's always escaped you? And that's whatever championship I happen to have available on me that day. He's yeah. the original Mr. Anderson <laughs> with that microphone coming down. You know, that was, really to be You're fair, right. that was his gimmick first. That, that, was, awesome. that. that was pretty radical. That was, 
Love you, Vince Kelly. All right, last but not least, and I I want you to not hold anything back here, okay? I want that promise. Yeah, this is your opportunity. Kale, as long as you're willing to put the explicit tag on this episode, is that what? Okay, fair. (laughs) I I want you to hold nothing back. All right. There he is. Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live. Oh, no, no, no. That's. uh, (laughs) Wait. wait. They bear a striking resemblance. Je- Kale gets that. He's Sir Joffrey Breitich, the general of your Colorado. As much time as you need, whenever you're ready. Hmm. You know, um, this one's a tough one, you know, because. The frozenness. There we go. Here we go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's hard because, like, it's, it's hard because when you're doing wrestling promos, when you're talking, obviously you have to be very careful because when you, when you are talking to somebody in pro wrestling promo, obviously you still respect them and you still want them to succeed. And so you're trying to do what you can to make sure that you're both talking down to them, but also propping them up. Um, but the thing is at a certain point, you do not care anymore about propping them up. At a certain point, you find somebody who does not deserve that kind of respect and at a certain point, Drew, you decide that they're not even worth your time anymore. And I think that now that time has, in fact, come by. So speaking directly to Mr. Breitich, okay, the idea that someone who is so completely out of their depth and can be put in a situation such as this to be the head of an organization, to be the face of the organization, is as laughable as his idea as David Arquette being champion. And I think I might still pick him as a GM because at least he knows how to get people in the building, right? So, oh. Mr. I have a picture on my phone, okay? And I really do. I have a picture on my phone. I'll pull it up later if I feel like it. Of my mother coming to a baseball game and giving a hug to one Jeff Breidich, okay? We look back on that picture now with the kind of disdain and disgust and anger and resentment that people look back on when I wear my first uh, pro wrestling gear, okay? (laughs) It's so embarrassing that we put ourselves in that position. And I just feel bad, as I so often do, for the fans that still support this product, not because I do not want you to find enjoyment out of it, because I absolutely do. And I still love the Colorado Rockies. But just like 2001 WCW, there is only so much garbage you can take week in and week out and year in and year out before you finally say, okay, let's maybe get somebody else involved here who can actually run a business. And if that means that I have to simulcast an episode of Nitro (laughs) with Friday, where I take over ownership of the Colorado Rockies, and then myself, Drew and Patrick decide to run roughshod over that organization and totally restart and pick the ratings up, that's what it must be. But the problem is not that. The problem, it comes from on high. Obviously, we'll never get that opportunity. But despite all that, I do want him to succeed. I really do. I want him to be successful at what he does. I don't wish ill upon the guy. All I'm saying is, at the end of the day, just like Marco Stunt, you do not belong here. That's all I have to say about that. Wow, that got real. That was a shoot. That became a shoot real quick. That put me on the exact same side of both of those issues, too, though, because I've seen his finished defender, and I'm such a mark for Marco's stunt. I love Marco's 
that was the first thing I could think of. I've, he's had a lot of fun. He's <laughs> that was so great. Cormac, dude. That was uh, that that was absolutely fantastic. I do have to tell the quick story on the other side of it because we've told this story on the podcast before, but in 2018, when for the first half of the year I was covering the Rockies by myself before Patrick Lyons really started coming into the mix there, I covered 79 of the 81 Colorado Rockies home games. I missed two of them. One was so that I could attend an anniversary show at New Era Wrestling uh, for the return of Ryzen. And there's only a little bit of one part of one match that I missed because, of course, I'm keeping along with the Rockies game. I've left Patrick there for his first time to cover a game all by himself. And Ryan McMahon hits a walk-off home run against the Dodgers. Iconic. I know who needs to hear this news immediately. My guy Cormac Battles is big Rockies fan. I know. Uh, right. So you've heard the other story. Those of you listening to the podcast, you've heard that uh, the other half of that story, but you didn't know that the guy I went and told the man right yeah. here, the biggest Rockies fan I slash pro wrestling fan show. I know. Yeah, and I was I was at that show. I was hanging out. And you just ran up and you were like, "Dude, you would not believe what just happened." Ryan McMahon hit a walk off home run, and I was like, "Brother." I, I literally don't believe you. Like that's not true whatsoever. And uh, if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure someone has asked me to watch and record their match. And uh, I sent them the video. And the video of the match is is me watching their match and then going, "Are you serious? For real? Is that what happened?" <laughs> Turn the camera down. This is this big spot. Cormac, uh, <laughs> so you know that story. But here's the part that you don't know, or anyone knows, I guess, for that matter, except Drew or I, is that secrets is that. Yeah, this is backstage, downstairs in the clubhouse, just outside the clubhouse where we wait, you know, before we go inside to talk to some of the players. That next season, they redo the whole clubhouse. It's beautiful. You can see, you know, images online. We covered it. It's it's fantastic. It's great for the players. And right outside of Bud Black's office is a still photograph of that moment of Ryan McMahon jumping up for his first walk-off home run against the Dodgers. And every day Drew comes to the ballpark, he gets reminded of the one of the two games he missed that entire season. That's amazing. Unbelievable. That's art. That's I've art. known Rymac since he was 18 years old. I went and told him. I was. He was like, the first, when I saw him the next day, he was like, dude, how awesome was that? And I was like, I missed it. I, <laughs> it like, great. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. It's a great show, That's though. Great. Uh, so, Great yeah, uh, I will say, still enjoyed the wrestling show, and y'all should get out to some local ones if you can. Uh, check out, there's a lot of promotions, whether you like the family mm-hmm. thing at New Eras, you want a little more adult entertainment down at the bar at Primo, you like mm-hmm. some Lucha Libre and, and comedy. That's a great thing about all the promo, all the different uh, promotions out here is they're all kind of running in different lanes. You can get different things. If you're down in the Colorado Springs area, head to that one. Those guys put on a great Yep. Uh, man, we really appreciate having you. We'll, we'll have to have you back on sometime. And uh, I think it's going to be a wild season for the Rockies. So yes. uh, we'll have uh, any number That's of things. Cool. And as Patrick and I, I think, have made clear during this episode, any excuse we can to talk wrestling and baseball is one we're going to try to take. So let's do this again sometime. Anytime y'all want, man. Listen, Rockies fans, it might be kind of a rough season. You never know. I think they might bounce back personally, but... Man, I've seen tag team matches go 25 minutes, 
where guys are getting beat down into the ground, but there's always that hot comeback at some point in the match. Rockies are the same way, man. Do not give up on those guys. Charlie Blackman, greatest baby face in the world. Cheer for him. He will come through for you at some point. I hope. I think. I believe. <laughs> I love, love it, Cormac. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us. This was fantastic. Great job on the promos. Really, way, way to hit a home run on that. Thanks, guys. I really do appreciate you having me both here, man. I, you know, I both, uh, I love both y'all's work, man. So thank you so much for having me here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, check him out. He's at Cormac Battle Pro on Twitter. If you are into pro wrestling, find all those guys. It'll start popping up for you. All the local wrestlers, follow them, support them, find their stuff on wrestling tees. It really makes a huge difference. If you're into the, uh, the arena of this, you know, more than buying the national guys, you buy a local guy's shirt really makes a huge, huge difference. So check them out. Cause yeah, it's like rooting for your perpetual underdog, Colorado Rockies, man. You go out and you support them. You do your best. And one day, one day that moment of glory comes and Abaddon will hold up the AEW women's champion. Yes, she will. Until that day comes, she yes, will. She will. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening into this episode. Thank you, Cormac, for joining us. Thank you, Tech Boy, for running the show and getting us all of those images when you need. Make sure you're following everyone on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lines, at Cormac Battle Pro, and at Kill Sorbo. Of course, you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar for one of our Nuggets or Avalanche watch party. Make sure you RSVP because we are at limited capacity. And just hang out with us in the Discord. We've got a pro wrestling menu. Subscribe to the DNVR.com. You can come in our chat that's just dedicated to on over the weekend, whatever we're looking at next. And I'm sure once local shows really start kicking back up again, we'll be organizing some get-togethers, DNV. Unless we're at New Era, then we'll be drinking some soda and we'll have a, a really good time. So thank you all for listening into this episode. Continue to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you we will continue to be Tech Boy, Patrick Lyon, Cormac Battle, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you. Yes, sir.